the, I know the other thing you had wanted to discuss. We were chatting about doing the podcast, and certainly you were going to talk about sobriety, and also there were some things you wanted to share in regards to, I guess, your experience in the last 18 years uh, working at the shelter. Yeah. Um, I guess a lot of those trials and tribulations and whatnot. Um, so what, what's the name of this place? Uh, Associated Humane Societies in Forky River. Yeah. Okay. How did you, and obviously you've always had a passion for animals. I guess that's why you ended up getting involved in this right right from the jump, and it's been nearly 20 years. So I guess mm-hmm. what most of your working career for the mm-hmm. most part. Yeah. Um, I worked there for about six months um, back in 95, and it was just a part-time job. I was just filling in wherever I can be or whatever, but it was something that I always remembered is like I really liked that. I felt something for that. And I was always a shit employee besides that. So I would do like landscaping. The guy was the, the, the coolest guy in the world. He'd roll joints. He put them in the, in the, uh, <laughs> in like the lawnmower bags and we'd go cut cemeteries and like fucking burn joints. And right, like he was right. the coolest guy in the world. It'd be too hot. He'd be like, let's go lay in my pool instead. <laughs> right, right, like, right. But. I, I was a jerk off, so like he'd he'd be out front of my house blowing the horn for like twenty minutes, and some mornings just wasn't for me. Sure, oh, so I'm just like that's not happening, and he would have to drive off and just not have a guy that day. <laughs> right, right, and well, uh, that's a it's a nice little means of determining. It's yeah, like, just pull up, honk the horn, maybe he comes out. <laughs> yeah, and, and it wasn't very reliable. Um, you know, I I did like shop right for a little bit of time. They told me produce wasn't for me. Um, <laughs> I was very distraught. I mean, I I didn't know how to handle yeah. life going forward. I mean, if you if you can't stack oranges right, you might as well just kill yourself. Right. Um, I did UPS. Um, that sucks a lot. Yeah, that seems like it would suck, Dick. Um, backbreaking stuff. Um, yeah. I, just everything I did. I did uh, the video store for two years. Um, you know, I, I did a handful of things, but I, I just wasn't dedicated. I didn't have any feeling in any of it. Not that you should have, like, a life's passion for, like, a video store, but... I know what you mean. Um, the animal thing was the one thing that I kept going back to in my mind, and there was something fulfilling there. And I don't think I was even sure of exactly how much so until I got back into it. So one day... I was between jobs, which is really another word for saying I didn't have one. <laughs> right. right. Uh, people I was say out that of work. Like, to, to sweeten up saying, oh. like, I'm jobless right now. <laughs> between jobs. I'm between jobs. Yeah. That's, you know, a hopeful way of saying you're going to have another one. Um, <laughs> right. So, and I just said, because my job not only has um, a, an animal shelter, but it's also a zoo. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, and it's like a sanctuary. They only take an- animals that have been, like, abused or in some kind of bad situations. So we had got, went and visited the zoo and I said, you know, let me fill out an application here and let's see what goes on. Sure. So I went inside and they hired me on the spot and they're like, wow. do you like cats? And I'm like, yeah, they put me in the spot that I'm in. And you know, that's, that's where I started. It was in 2001. So, uh, May, 2001. Okay. So, I mean, I, that's where I've been since. And, um, and you're 41 now. So that puts you at 21. Said you, I didn't know if you said that already. I was just doing doing quick Bristol math for everybody out there. Yeah, that college math right there. Yeah, um, no, that's pretty cool though, and and certainly cat has always been part of your name. Mm-hmm. Well, that, I, it's a name change. I, oh, you, oh know, you did that. Okay. Yeah, I, I changed didn't. I didn't know that. if you did that or if that was like you had hippie parents or some shit. No, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> my father was always a shithead. The last time I saw him, I was fifteen. Um, so. 
you know, I mean, I was going to change my last name to my mother's maiden name. My friends always called me J-Cat because I was like the one guy that had a cat. And it was right, like weird right. to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's weird, the, man. You with the cats, J-Cat, you know? <laughs> Fuck it, as a pet. <laughs> yeah. weirdo. Well, it, most guys are dog people. Sure, and it's, sure. It's like this sure. weird thing. Like, yeah. you don't like dogs too? And, and I still constantly get that. They're like, you just work with the cats? Like, yeah, I don't know. I take care of over 50 cats. We have 100 <laughs> cats in the building. That's not enough for you, though? Like, all yeah, right. Right, right, right. So, um, yeah, and uh, so anyway, the name change. So it's the same amount of money on whether you change just your last name or all three of your names. I see, right. So, so it was changing, just like, changing any aspect of your name costs the same. Yeah, so let's just tailor the whole thing. So that's that's what I did with that. Um, so, yeah, but I had always been a cat lover, and, um, you know, when I locked in with that, I wound up in just, like, the right position. I've been offered every position in the place from working in the zoo with, you know, more like tigers and stuff like that. And not even say that, you know, they wanted me to directly work with tigers, but right. I'd be obviously a lot closer to the tigers while working in the zoo than I would be in the shelter. Are you one of these psychopaths that'll, like, do stupid shit with the tigers and, like, trust them a little bit too much? Do you ever no, just... not so. <laughs> yeah. get, get in there and, like, kiss them and stuff like no. that? Maybe spoon with them a little bit? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no, I, I respect wildlife and, no, you know, you animals have to. in general. You just and, fucking uh, have to, especially those fucking crazy animals but uh what i was going to ask is um obviously having sort of started at an entry-level position in the place do, um have you been educated during that time and over the years in sort of more like um medical um aspects of the animals i'm assuming like do you do you get involved do you guys get involved with any sort of surgeries and things like that um ha i mean have you or are you more or less just assisting in all that um, I don't do actual like the medical things and so I do medications on animals. I, right. I do fluids on cats. I you know, all of those I have force fed cats that were dying, you know, and you know, sure. wouldn't eat on their own and I've I've nursed them back to health that way. I could do various things of that nature. We do have a vet on staff, you know, so we're able to do surgeries and building and stuff, but I'm not like a vet tech or anything else. Sure. Um when I first got there, um it was pretty much baptism by fire. No one was there to teach you anything. Uh, the guy, he had worked there for at least a year or so beforehand. He was part-time. And he would just, uh, he'd go, I don't like the way this cat's looking at me. Yo, come get this cat, Jay. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but right, right, apparently right. I, need to do, I need to step up here. So sure, uh, a lot of bites and scratches and really figuring out. Everything I've learned over the past 18 years has been via the cats. Oh, of course. It's yeah. a lot of trial and error and just experience. And, and I'm sure there's no actual rules to any of it. It's like what may work for one cat is not going to work for this one, you know? Absolutely. Individuality is like the most important thing of the entire animal industry because if if you don't focus on individuals and you just try to use what you think works across the board, you're going to fail. You're going to keep failing. So has Has working with the cats taught you anything about people? I mean, that's sort of a weird question, but like having to, because you have to communicate with the cats in a way, obviously there's no verbal conversations, mm -hmm. you know, we, even with the craziest of people, you can at least talk to them. So I'm sure you've learned so much about body language, uh, yeah. eyes, ears, like just, just physical mannerisms. Like, has that helped you with people as well? Would you say or not? Nah, not really. I, I think it's helped me hate people more than yes, anything. Yes, Cause like the, the stuff that they put these animals through <laughs> right, and um, right. 
the lack of value on a lot of these animals' lives and what their actual needs are. Um, in a way, then it's it's made you got you've gotten closer with animals, cats specifically, to see how incredibly uh, specific and nuanced and what individuals they are. So therefore, having a greater respect obviously you already had a respect for for them as as people and and uh, tailoring your hatred for people that treat mistreat them is what i'm trying to say yeah i guess so um you know it's crazy because you don't realize that like when you have to bond with a cat because if a cat comes in and it's scared it'll easily be labeled by most people as unadoptable we we can't do anything with this cat right which in turn is a death sentence sure uh, in a shelter environment um if you're able to defy that and bond with this animal and, you know, give it a hope like we're in it now trusts you. So now it's not on guard anymore. Now it's presentable to the public and it gives this this kind of actual chance at life where otherwise it was easily given up on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's it's tough, but it's like you have to learn how to I always try to make the comparison, like imagine trying like just abducting someone off the streets and getting them to trust you without using words. Right. It's insane. (laughs) It's like never telling them it's okay and having them understand those words, but you have to make them feel that. Yeah, there's. uh, you're talking about an extraordinary level of trust that you need out of somebody and can't explain it. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're like, I need you to 1,000% trust me. I can't tell you. I can't prove it. Yeah, you know, but let's do it. So, yeah. How do you want to go about it? You know, I yeah. guess we're going to start with scratching or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you said, uh I I'm sure you can't even count the the amount of injuries you've probably accumulated just from yeah, cats that I mean, you can see on my hands the scratches and the, you know. Yeah. I guess it's probably a regular all thing. All comes with the territory. I, I mean, is it I, I'm assuming you've learned to work around it as best you can like and again, working with them so much, you know who's probably going to get you and who not. But I'm, I'm, obviously, you still get surprised once in a while. Yeah. You know? um, well, I mean, some of the scratches I have on me now, it's like stuff you have to deal with, you know, parts of the job. Um, My roaming area had Giardia, which is like a stomach parasite type thing. Oh, sure. So I had to treat 20 cats that are free roaming two times a day Oof. with two different types of medications. And- so I have to catch running 20 cats twice a day. And pill them with pills and squirt this this white liquid into their mouths, which is like completely and they don't want shitty to. and chalky. I'm sure most don't want to no. at all. <laughs> most hate that shit. So <laughs> you get a couple shit. that are like real easy and a couple are like, dude, I, I remember yesterday and it's yeah. not happening. Today. Yeah, I'm not as dumb as you think, so <laughs> fuck off. So, and I mean, just transporting back and forth, you know, you lift the cat into a cage and it kind of like helps itself and leaps off of you at oh, the last yeah. second. Yep, yep, Those yep. back claws will just shred you, you know, right. so and stuff like that is just part of the job. And, uh, and I'm sure you guys don't have time to exactly manicure everyone to, to make it a little bit less sharp or whatever the hell the case I mean, may I be. trim nails, but they still they still get yeah, you. Yeah, they'll fucking get you. Yeah. yeah. They're still claws. But yeah, um, I mean, as far as the cat, it's it's... Like I said, it's you have to learn to bond with each individual cat, and they all have different needs. I have cats that are lunging at me and coming at me, and as I said with the addiction thing, the easiest path is to not do or to write it off. So if you look at the animal and say, this is really hard on my day, I need it gone, well, they could euthanize that cat, and your day goes on and your week goes on. Their life is over. Right. 
So if you take the harder route and bond with that cat that's lunging at you and you find a new lease on life, it's harder on you, but that's his whole life. Yeah. And, and it's also sort of acknowledging along that line, nothing has ever chosen to be born, whether it's a person or a cat. So it, I, I agree that er, everything and everyone sort of deserves a fighting chance, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to give up on a, a life. You know, certainly we tend to think a little bit more of pets and certainly people. You know, where do you draw the line? Do, do in, are insects important? You know what I mean? Do we care about every ant's life and things like that? You know, but I, I do concur that, like, that you have to give them a chance. It's it's not fair that because a lot of people, majority of the population d- deems a, a cat or a dog to be less significant that it's just okay to be like, oh, well, I got places to be tonight or whatever the fuck, right. you know? Yeah. I mean, to me, it, it's everything. And it gave me uh, more so than anything. Cause I started doing this before I had kids. It gave me an actual purpose when you start to, you know, everyone has those moments in life where you think like, what is this all for? What am I here for? What's, what am I going to accomplish? What's my overall, like, what's my meaning at the end of the day? Like, what did I show up here for? What's my purpose? And this, this to me was it. Right. I can change the course of every animal I encounter's life. I could give them a lease on life that other people wouldn't have even given them. They would have wrote them off and that was it. Sure. And and even if it's a matter of just making your time with them more pleasurable, um, the, you know, the, the time. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cat. Speaking of cats, motherfuckers. <laughs> Ernie shutting down the studio. I think uh, checking, checking. What do we got here? I don't, I don't have any sound. No. I don't. I hear bitch ass cat. I think it's probably just these things. Let me see. I could hear mine. Now I can't hear mine. Now hello, hello. Yeah, now I'm good. I don't have nothing in my ears. You got nothing? Turn me up in the headphones. Hey, turn my headphones up. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm getting the audio. It it's when a beat it comes it in. It doesn't matter if I could hear it or not. There it is. Yep. Beep, beep. There you go. Whatever. Well, it's probably the port, so I'm going to blame this cat. All right. We can hear me. That's all that matters, so I don't need these. All right. I'll cool. leave them on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you move the wire, he's like, oh, it's fucking action time now. That's Ernie, right? Yeah, that's Ernie. Hey, Ernie, <laughs> why, why don't you go find Bert and you guys have some, uh, you know, butt sex or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually named after a gorilla in the Bronx. Zoo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. That but, Ernie. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, I, I just, you know, I really locked into this and I've become, you know, a lot of people say cat whisperer and this and that, because I really locked into what it takes to bond with a cat. They're each, they're all individual. I found different things that work. Something as simple as the level of the cage that the cat's in will make the world a difference. Oh, sure. You know? Right. No, I know what you mean. Um, what other, I guess, what, what's your claim to fame? Like what, what's your greatest success story over the years? Um, I'm sure there's probably been similar ones, but what do you, what do you take the most pride in as far as like a success story or maybe a cat that you wrote off or a lot of people did? Yeah, it's constant. It's over 18 years. It's constant. Um, I mean, uh, the names are, are countless. I could go on and on and on about each individual one but like uh bailey was a cat she was um she was labeled feral and i i 
was gonna bring her down to medical. I said, yeah, you know, I could help you do shots on her or whatever. She was still a baby. She was like six months old. Right. And uh, they said, no, 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 we got it. We, you know, they brought her back. They dropped the carrier on the floor, or you know, put the carrier on the floor, and said she's feral, which means, you know, at that point, if if that's the case with this cat, the cat has seven days to live. Sure. Sure. And I said, no, 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 no. And I took the cat back to my area, and I worked with her, and she became completely sweet. Wow. Um. I've had, you know, over time, people continued that label because they believed that. Yeah. And they said, well, I, I don't know. That cat's difficult. The cat's not adoptable, but Jay's going to keep her because Jay thinks this and this. Sure, sure, sure. Not not full belief in what I'm saying at all. And I could show you the emails and the pictures of the woman that says this is her best friend in the world. Yeah. That thanks me so much for bringing this cat into their life that's in their home now and is is their best friend is their companion right and that's the cat that wouldn't have lived past seven days at six months old you know that's that's the type of thing that makes me do this you know and i know that without me standing there at that very moment that that cat doesn't see eight days right and it's a wild thing to think that obviously your efforts are are fantastic for the cat you're you're doing whatever it takes to uh, prove to everyone that this cat is adoptable. This cat should get a chance. But when you when you really step back and think about the other lives that you're affecting and doing so, like whether it's a man, woman, couple, uh, elderly person, just somebody that you're providing a companion for, that's you know uh, giving them that that comfort, that happiness, you know, sure. whatever, whatever the case may be. And it's just, uh, and I just think that that's something everybody needs to strive for. And I just said something about that recently on social media because uh, last weekend I was with Eric Corvus and we were talking about how his dad passed away from ALS. Mm-hmm. And because it's a, it's an inevitable disease, they uh, I think it took him two to three years to you know succumb to the disease. And because of that fact they were able to give him the two two best years of his life they went to concerts they did, went to the movies they did everything he liked to do he played in tournaments he did this and that mm-hmm. and and unfortunately the rest of us know like we just tend to push aside the fact that we're all going to die someday and we we live our lives in sort of a secure safe manner doing whatever we have to to just get by or to get to the next day instead of doing that thing that we have a passion for or mm-hmm. or figuring out the way to make a living doing something that you care about and mm-hmm. you get a reward out of. And I mean, sure, obviously we still need people to lay bricks and shit, but you know, it, it is what it is. The rest of us should at least be trying to do something that we like to do. Yeah. Or uh at the very least making the fucking world a better place, you know? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it definitely makes all the difference in the world for them. I've had cats with Khaleesi virus, which is, um, it's it's like Some a- Game of Thrones shit? <laughs> no, I, it's crazy because I've had people name cats Khaleesi, and it's like, you don't understand it. That's also a disease <laughs> that'll, like, kill them. Yeah, like, you're, you you're jinxing this cat right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the Khaleesi virus is like a sickness, like an upper respiratory infection, but it's a specific virus that gives them very, very thick discharge. It, it creates Uh-oh. sores on their their tongue and their throat Ugh. so they don't want to eat anymore and then mm. their organs shut down and they die mm. from my side of things i give them um sucrophate which is like something that soothes the the sores in their mouth sure i force feed them so without me they're not eating so i take a you know a curb tip syringe and i have to put the contents of an entire can of food over the course of a day right like a high calorie food sure over the course of the day um give them fluids 
give them appetite stimulants. So hopefully at some point they start kicking into eating on their own as well as antibiotics. So I'm, you know, on the floor with these guys. So that's something that can be beat. It's yeah. just you got to just really stay on top of it. Yeah. It's, it's like a, a virus. It, it 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 just it plays its course and you have to get them to ride it out, but in right. the meantime if you're not putting the food into their system, they'll die because yeah. still yeah, they'll do it themselves kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. That's gnarly. So, um you got to try to get them before their liver fails or anything like that because yeah. that's that's what's going to happen next. I I've had cats like that that got so terribly sick and you see you know, they're bleeding out of their mouth, their nose, all those sores are just, there's blood coming out of this cat's face. They're not eating. Right. They're not doing any one of these things. To see them on the other side of that bright eyed and heading into a home sure. that you spend every day, you know, willing this cat through something he would have gave up and died on his own. Again, it's another one of these rewards that it's it's your time, it's your passion, it's it's what you really put into this animal that, that gives it the chance to live and, you know. And... And, and this is uh it's just making me think as you're saying it how like i feel like some people have criticized you in the past maybe feeling like you're overly concerned whether it's about cats or animals or harambe or whatever you want to say mm-hmm. you know um i guess how you're quick to side with team animals over team people but oh, yeah. but w- what i'll say about that is uh, you know, as as ridiculous as it could sound, it could come off sounding a little weird that somebody like yourself would put this much effort into a cat that nobody owns yet or may, may or may not find a home, may or may not have a long life or whatever the case may be. You do all these things to get it back to health, find it a home and this and that. But the thing that I think everybody should keep in mind and realize is that humans can make decisions and sort of engineer their life, their environment and everything else animals don't really have that luxury they're 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 animals they have instincts they have needs and they do their thing Mm -hmm. you know and and they don't they haven't particularly as you've talked about before like met uh they haven't asked for us to fuck with their environment bring them into our homes domesticate them let them breed uncontrollably or whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be human beings we have the ability to stop fucking eating if you're obese Stop our our vice, our drug problem, drinking, whatever it is, if we want to. Control our fucking population if we want to. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you have less sympathy, we'll just call it that, for for like the human population, I get it, man. Because I'm on fucking board with it, you know? If we're having problems in our society, again, reflecting on something I may have said in my past podcast, but I'll say it again. Anything that we're doing wrong is our fault. As an individual, a group, a society, a species, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But just, just to sort of, uh, I don't know, sort of come to your defense in, in, the, in the vein of fighting for animals so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because people are shit. People are just fucking yeah. shit. And, um, you know, a lot the phrase is used a lot, but as far as uh, the voice of the voiceless, yeah. th- that's exactly what I'm doing. And right. uh, they don't they don't have an option. I've seen people write cats off overall. And again, there's way more dog people than cats. Sure. I'm not competing with dog people by any means, but I've seen people go. It's just a cat. It's just a cat. People readily le- let their cats out the front door and just go. Good luck. Hope I see you later. I really <laughs> like that cat. Yeah. Right. You wouldn't even think about doing that with your dog. Just let him out the front door and like mm. maybe I'll see him later yeah right and driving to work yeah and i mean i'm sure people justify it in different ways uh uh, i I guess cats 
have always sort of been more of like sort of a scavenger can defend themselves sort of animal but nevertheless the the world we're releasing them out into is not someplace they should be yeah. if you care about them <laughs> yeah. right yeah it's, it's not very safe and then again these are the same people that aren't fixing them and creating more and then they're you know overcrowding shelters exactly so it's yeah, it's insane when you really look at the grand scheme of things and how we're overpopulate. <laughs> we're overpopulating the planet and also helping animals overpopulate as well. So it's like we we're not controlling ourselves. We're creating more problems and then eliminating them as if they don't matter when we're the ones that yeah, and then you probably know probably matter less. <laughs> there, there's countries and continents and things that are fucking overrun with certain animals that we like introduced to there mm-hmm. like i i, I want to say australia has issues with certain things that like yeah, i i could be wrong because you know i forget everything but you know you, you bring us you introduce a certain animal to control another species population and now you have a problem with that one and it's like good idea great great fucking idea you didn't see how this wasn't going to work out <laughs> like yeah. I, I honestly don't understand sometimes how like, we didn't see that this is where it was going with people. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, even if you just look at the statistic that in the 1970s, in our country alone, to now, there's like 100 million more fucking people. Yeah. That's not a small number, everybody. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking people. So when you're motherfucking people because you're in traffic or you can't stand life because you couldn't get, you know, your favorite store ran out of whatever, that's why. Because we just keep making too many goddamn people as, you know, you have three daughters and I have a son. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but we're good people. But those we're are making, my people. Yeah, they're my people. <laughs> they're my people. And yeah. uh, Jay and I are good guys. So it's different. You know, it's fucking different. different. We're better than you. But, yeah, I mean, animal control, you know, with the population is as simple as, you know, they, they devise task force of some sort to really lock down and completely fix every feral cat out there. Yeah. They'll they'll Figure live out, out their lives and there won't be more. The only thing that can add more of that is people taking in their animals, not fixing them, and then allowing them to create more animals. So it's yeah. it's only people that are creating this homeless animal problem, and then it's us that have to do away with them. I mean, we you know as, as shelter workers are at the mercy of what the population is doing to the animals. Uh, we get senior cats that. Oh wow! You seem like you lived a long life, but this is the end of the road. Where like your teeth are horrible, you probably have something wrong with your kidneys. You got right. this wrong, that wrong. You're, you're diabetic. We got no answers for you, but someone failed you along the line. Yeah. Now now you're here. Great. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 weird like that, but again, it just makes me better understand, and anyone listening should understand why you're so critical of a Teddy Hart. You know what I mean? It's it's not just the fact that this guy is ridiculous. As easy right. as easy as it is to make fun of Teddy Hart because he's a ridiculous personality, the things he does, his hobbies, the things he says, the hatred Jay has for fucking Teddy, the hatred you have, uh, is mostly because of the cat stuff. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. You know, it's it's because of him and his fucking Persian cat breeding, and certainly the drugging, the uh, the traveling, mm-hmm. uh, all, all the shit that he puts a domesticated cat through for for his own benefit yeah he's gone on interviews and he said um i made more money off cats than i've ever made in wrestling which is startling not really true <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> got, really true gotta get that in there yeah so there's that like that immediately offends me because this is a business to you so on one hand it's a support animal on one hand it's a performer on one hand it's it's a money-making instrument um 
And, you know, again, it doesn't matter, Persian, Siamese, whatever. I've, I've seen them lose their lives in shelters because it, it, we just run out of answers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, I mean, it, it is easy. I mean, obviously, they, they reproduce, I guess, a little easier and uh, the litters and things like that. But it's it, it matters down to just being responsible. Right. But then what turned it to the next level with Teddy Hart, which, you know, which brought up the boxing challenge and all of that stuff, is because this dude is legitimately taking people's money for his supposed animal charity that doesn't <laughs> exist. And that's the type of fraudulent shit that keeps money out of actual shelters and rescue organizations. They're doing the right thing. And he's just doing it under the guise of, I'm Teddy, and you like me, and you like cats, and we like cats together, so help me help the cats. And they're too dumb to even go, like, how? Yeah, and you're, you're dumb enough to trust him. You know what I mean? It's yeah, right. Like, there's the, show me show ha, is how many videos uh, of Maria and Ted have they been at this uh, shelter or tending to any animals? Really, yeah. have, has there been a moment where you saw Zero. them feed a dog or anything? Yeah. Like, did they even like the animals that do appear in the video? Do we even see them eating ever? <laughs> or no, anything. Yeah, he feeds them shit cat food. Yeah. Um, he he was annoyed by the dog's presence, uh, was puzzled that Maria would pick the cat that she picked because why would you even buy that cat? That's not even like a good looking cat. It's just like, dude, this is <laughs> I'm fighting for every single cat that walks into my shelter. Yeah, you know, not that, just the cute ones, uh, not just the Persian cats that he thinks is <laughs> hypoallergenic, which is not really true. <laughs> They're not hypoallergenic. <laughs> I don't know who told you that, but they lied to you. <laughs> like, it's just. It's just bizarre as someone who really does this to hear someone pretend to do this. It's easy to spread misinformation. Yeah. And, you know, professional wrestlers and people with any type of entertainment platform spreading the word legitimately and trying to raise money legitimately for things that need help is, is huge. Sure. But if they're working in the other direction against what we're doing, yeah. well, then you're the enemy. That's why I want to punch you in the face. And, and for sure, too, as well, uh, I know you're not a big fan of PETA, and a lot of people aren't for a lot of reasons, but you know, I'm sure you can make that same argument for a company like that where people have had this impression that that's a good place to donate your money to if you care about animals all these years, and then things have come out in the last decade that – Hey, I don't know. It's probably not the place. They're actually kind of shady. They, you know, they they do this X, Y, and Z wrong, and oh, and this money's not being spent on that. And you find out that like they're fucked up too. So yeah, you you have to really, really make sure you know where your money's going, and uh, you know, you want to see your money at work, and obviously have a good fucking reputation because they don't. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, his his one explanation of how he would fix things is like, oh, I, I would build fences and just put all the cats there. So, OK, first off, so they're outside. <laughs> I don't know how, you know, if cats work, but like they don't all get along. You know that, too. Like, and uh, I don't know if you know this, their, their climbing ability is pretty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like top notch. Yeah. They're like you know. they're like designed to climb out. Like Teddy Hart and Scramble Cage, like they're uh, they go they keep going to the top, Jesus no matter who Christ. called for that spot or not. Like, even yeah. though people said stop doing moonsaults, he's like, and, and I'm he's, going uh, up. Oh yeah, I mean I know this is off topic, but that dude's literally made a career out of just being a spectacle. Mm-hmm. Like, and you've touched on it on your show a lot, but he's just made a career out of like uh, either being controversial 
and I said something about how people just need to be talking about you earlier. Like, mm-hmm. as long as people are talking about you, that's all that matters. It could be good or bad or otherwise. But, you know, that that fucking asshole has been a problem since I ever met him. Sure. Just and problem. it only became a problem to me when he, he jumped into the world that I, I actually do. You know, I, sure. he, everything he does is a gimmick. And that's a, a lot of what goes with being a wrestler is you pick your gimmick. You pick something that draws attention. But if someone's really living that life, it's going to be offensive. I right. Mean, yeah. What um is there ways that does your company have anything online where people can don- donate? Yeah, um, I mean a- I'll, I'll certainly be sure to put that in the description, but feel sure. Please um, say it now. ahscares.org. Um, you go there and you know you can see all the things we do. You see the zoo animals we have. We have three shelters, so we have one in Newark, which is you know very high traffic, gets a lot of negative publicity. Um, there's a lot that's gone on there that really weren't on the up and up, but they do the best they can. They're in a high crime area. They're flooded with pit bulls and, and cats, and uh, the amount of intake they have is unbearable. Sure. And uh, they do everything they can. We take a lot of cats and dogs from there. When we have space, we try to get them down there. So we've made a lot of success stories. Two of the cats that are in my room right now, Leo up top and, and Ernie right here, both newer cats. Sure. You know, so, I mean, it's not as dark as a lot of people think. We have a branch in Tinton Falls, and we have our branch in Forker River, which I work at, which also doubles as Popcorn Park Zoo. And, uh, you know, we have tigers that came from canned hunts in Texas where rich people were going to go shoot them in a cage. They is, were gonna... it, is it true that there are more tigers in Texas than the entire world? Supposedly. So some, I mean, I hear that statistic repeated a lot, but, like, there's, supposedly there's more tigers, obviously, in captivity yeah. in Texas than all of the wild of the world, which I've is pretty it. fucking bananas. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what are they doing with them down there? It yeah. doesn't seem like a Texas fucking uh, pet. But who knows? The, who the, can hunts, knows? the can hunts are really big, um, which is literally a cat in a cage, you know, whether it be a big so, cage. So they don't even fucking let it out. They just walk up to the cage. Um, How the fuck does this? Sh- I mean, not exactly. Consider but- it like the size of like a yard cage, like a zoo cage. Like if you walked up to a zoo cage with a rifle. shot a fucking... And shot it, and then you get to take that home and do what you want with it. Jesus Or taxidermy. Christ. I mean, or... even even if it's a football field, like, what? where's the challenge? Right. Is there even shit? Is there even things for it to hide behind? Like, what the fuck? I guess that depends on the place hosting the can hunts, but this what is fucking... this is big business in Texas. Oh, of course. Of course. And I uh, mean, there's things wealthy people do I'll never understand, but yeah. Um, you know, another thing that's very popular in a lot of these places is those, you know, you see people posing with tiger cubs and stuff. That is not good. Make no mistake about it. Like those cubs need to go somewhere when they're older. There's a reason why they keep having cubs. They get rid of those cats into very dangerous places. They put them into meat markets. They put them into fur markets. They, they, they kill off those cats essentially when they're too old to be posed in front of families and kids and stuff. So oh, it's, uh, yeah, I'm it's sure very they, bad. I'm sure they get their money's worth or they, you know, take take it for whatever it's worth. You know, like mm-hmm. you said, it's fucking bananas. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of bad stuff that goes on. I mean, we, we've gotten, uh, as far as the zoo goes, we've gotten countless different types of cats that, you know, um, like a serval that someone just, ah, I'm just going to have this in my house. And then the neighbors go, uh, we just got new neighbors and there's something way bigger than a normal cat in their window. Not so comfortable with that. Yeah. Next thing you know, there's, they're, you know, in court, they're turned over. Where's this cat going to go? We could destroy it or whatever. Then they find a sanctuary like us. Next thing you know, we give it a full life. You right. Know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so. no, like I said, I, I wanted to make sure that, um, in talking about this 
anyone listening uh, that feels some type of way about it, uh, you know, come up off your fucking wallet, man. A, a little bit goes a long way. I know it's it's nice to donate and, and, and feel like, you know, you're putting food in a, in a child's belly, but hey, uh, you're also doing the world a great service by putting a little medication into a cat that needs it and is getting a second chance at life because in turn that cat may go to somebody's home and help them out. So yeah. help, helping Jay, helping his shelter, and helping this cause, you, you are helping people. You know, So don't ever think that by contributing to an animal charity or a fund that you're uh, neglecting a person, you know? Yeah. And there's there's ways to make things better in your area for cats and, and things like that, too. You know, getting involved in, like, a, a spay and release program. There's a lot of low or, or no cost, like, spay neuter clinics and stuff. Or, like, running over strays, right? Like, just hit them with your car. It's just... <laughs> That's the opposite <laughs> of what I'm talking about. But, you know, that's why I would recommend... Don't do that. Listening to me and not... <laughs> Random Italian. That's why this is my show. That's why <laughs> my show is not Yakuza Kick Radio. There's a little difference in the approach. See, like, I'm thinking, like, Jay's like, no, get them off the street. I'm like, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm getting them off the You know, then that way they don't make 10 more and end up in Jay's shelter. So euthanize the shit out of them. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, I'm fucking around. Yeah. But um, but again, like you know, you, you lessen the population by fixing them and stuff, and then you don't have that issue in your neighborhood. Don't you know? Wait until there's eighteen of them. Fix the two that walk around. Somebody's whoever's cats. Fix them and just put them back out there. Let deal with it later. You know. Yeah, but hey, uh, if you're gonna let them do that, right? You know, rather than oh shit, there's eighteen cats. There used to be two. Well, we could have we could have fixed it then. But it here was, we are. Yeah, exactly, man. And then that 18 cat shows up at a shelter, and that's a big impact on every shelter anywhere. Yeah. That's, that's I, hard to intake. Because, yeah, I, I was thinking, I probably asked you about that before. Uh, like, I was thinking about that just in regards to what you do is, uh, do you have to turn people away sometimes, or you just take all comers if you can for the most part? Um, that's the difference, and it's a good question because um, – a lot of people say no kill shelter, kill shelter, this and that. The difference between a no kill shelter and a and a kill shelter, there's really no such thing as a no kill shelter. At that point, you're a rescue, right. and at that point, you can decide we're all full now. A shelter is going to be contracted through towns. Whatever goes on in those towns, it's it's their responsibility to take those animals in, regardless of the space situation. So or, that's a shelter or, or uh, supplies and uh, resources that you have right. to take care of it. Um, we do well enough within our shelter to be considered number-wise a no-kill shelter. I see. Um, statistically, we're a no-kill shelter because we don't euthanize anywhere near the amount that we would need to be labeled as a kill shelter. But by by routine, by, by procedure, we have to take in. So if there's a hoarder in a town that we service, sure. we're in trouble. Like yeah. we, we have to take that, and now what? We have to scramble and... Maybe we could find some legitimate rescues to help us out, but half the time, if if you're full, the rescues are full. It's you know, it's a difficult thing. It's a never-ending battle. There's never just like an end game. This is a never-ending job because of uh, the people, more or less. And what are uh, the times that you guys have to euthanize an animal? What what's usually like the we have to do it. Like, there's scenarios where they're dying. They're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on death's door. That's one scenario, obviously. But, I mean, is there ever... What are the other situations where you end up having to do it that maybe you wouldn't have to if you just had more space or something? Yeah. I mean, we've had space issues in the past. We've been very good for a good amount of years. And that really all comes back to... Um, 
My animal control officer, Maria, is phenomenal. She's the best animal control officer I've ever seen. And she really made, like, the world of difference in cat population. Because she'll know, like, oh, this street in Barnegat, uh, you know, there's there's five cats over there. There's a mom and there's four kittens. And I'm going to get every one of them. That little tiger kitten keeps slipping me. But when I get him, I'm going to get him. And, and she'll lock down on everything. Some ACOs, they just go back to the same addresses every year. Right. Oh, got to go pick up more cats from uh, Windward. Uh, that, uh, that crazy windward with their cats again. Oh, wow. And that's a never-ending cycle. She makes that's sure wild. she ends that specifically. She solves the problem. But in years past, we haven't had that luxury of a, a diligent, um, you know, dedicated ACO like that because it's not really in their job description. Their right. job description is go pick up cats and bring them back. Go pick right. up dogs and bring them back. Not necessarily intervene to sort of end the cycle if you can if it is a cycle to right yeah and that's a whole new set of fucking challenges you gotta so, get to know um, people yeah so we've had those problems in the past and it would be you know you'd have carriers stacked up halfway to the ceiling full of cats and we don't have cages to put them in we have mm. to euthanize cats to fit these cats in cages so now mm. we have to figure out what's the least adoptable yeah i was um, gonna say how do you determine that do you fucking draw straws it's like my god um Probably health is probably the first factor. When I got there. Behavior. Yeah. When I got there, it was not a very good system. Um, they would kind of like, you know, bang a pen on the front of the cage. And if the cat didn't come up for attention, it's like, this one isn't that friendly. Uh, and it wasn't long after I got there that I said, look, you got to let me be part of this. As brutal as it is, I know these cats very well. Sure, if sure. If someone's going to make the decision, it's going to have to be me. Otherwise, I can't stay here. I, right. I just can't. Right, 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 right. Um, I guess the, also what I wanted to ask is, you know, because of the attitude that you have to the, the person that you are, uh, are are you pretty good at, like, not getting too attached and no. sort of, nah? It, it bothers you every time? Uh, every time. Yeah. I take every single animal I've ever lost personally, and that that's what makes me as good as I am at it. Right, right, right. Because I think about what could I have done to avoid this animal. I know I had to pick somebody, but what made it have to be this animal if i worked a little bit better with this or if mm -hmm. i did this a little bit different could i have changed the course of that ending that way and i just i just keep trying to be better and better and now as we've gotten a little bit more um space and ability to do things nothing nothing needs to go and uh, i'll make sure of it and but i think certainly too you're rational enough as much as it bothers you you're a rational enough person to know that like that's not really going to get any better and you're handling it the best you can, you know what I mean? Like in the sense yeah. that it's it's in the sense that it's always going to bother you when you lose a cat, especially one that you were working closely with. But understanding that I'm really, really, really unfortunately, it's part of the game. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. not saying that you'll ever get better at the receiving part of it, but right, you you have the mental wherewithal to know that like eh, it's it's going to keep happening, and to to not like I guess beat yourself up too too badly about it. Yeah, well, the thing is, uh, you know, you get different types of people. You get people that get very cold to this, especially in the in the right. high kill situations, sure. and it just becomes a process. So, a statement that's used a lot in the animal field is, "You can't save them all." Yeah, and sure. while I agree with that, I think it's very, very important to know that 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 may be the end result, but don't use that as your basis on on whether it's adoptable or not. Try to save every single one of them. But when you can in the end, or if you can in the end, know that I can't save them all. Don't go in with the, I can't save them all, so maybe this one isn't going to make it. Right. I'm going to try to save every single one of them, 
and come out with the, whatever I come out with, you know, and it's right. And sort of cross the bridges as you come to them, like a- approach it as I- I'm going to save every single one. OK, now now we have a resource issue. Now we'll we'll cross that bridge. You know right. what I mean? Like, OK, I don't have enough medicine for all of them. You know, Snickers over there is fucking toast. You know what I mean? <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm so glad you're not in my job. Right? <laughs> it doesn't work like that. But, you know. Look, I, look, We're out I of medicine. I fuck you, Snickers. <laughs> uh, you know. Because, you know, you got to name your fucking cat after a candy bar or something. Fucking stupid. I've had Snickers there. Yeah, of course. Uh, you multiple probably, Snickers. You probably had several Snickers uh, yeah. at once. Yeah. Uh, here's, uh, I'm pretty sure I've had a Niles uh, at one point. Yeah, Reese, Reese's Pieces over here. Fucking, yeah, Niles. So that was pro- that cat probably sucked. <laughs> was probably a shitty junior heavyweight champion. He had a green tint to him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. You know, and it's it's funny. Like I meant to say this, in our, our, you know, a little bit ago when we first started talking on the first episode. But like, obviously, it's funny. Like, what a long way we've come uh, from wrestler fan relationship. Yeah. To uh, you being mad when I won the world title. To not oh. mad, not mad, but just disappointed in your company. Disappointed sure. in CCW. Yeah. Uh, to uh, obviously coming together and having mutual hatred and shared uh, distaste for CZW, DJ Hyde, and the likes of, of those types of people, too. We're hanging out at your house recording a podcast, yeah. and our, our families are in the other room having a good old time. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, I'll be the first to tell you, I couldn't stand you. I couldn't stand <laughs> G's. I, I hated G's. Two of my absolute best friends through being a, a, a fan of, of wrestling is you and G's. Like, <laughs> like seriously. Makes like no sense. I'd hang with you guys constantly if I could, if we were closer. Yeah, like, right. Exactly. But- as a fan of wrestling, there was a point I despised you. I despised, well, back then, Sabian. I, you know. We were good at our job. And when it came down to us lining up as far as, like, talking and, like, bullshitting about this and that, it's like, wow, we think a lot alike, and maybe that's what made me not like it. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I see too much don't... of me and you. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah. And that's the same thing people are looking at me. Like, fuck him. And, and I think I've said this to you, but, like, I think that's been my problem with Brandon Kirk a lot. And as I say problem with Brandon Kirk, we don't have a problem. We're not like we don't have issues. We don't have heat. But I've criticized him. He's taken offense to it. And uh, the reason being is because I see so much of myself in him. I see him making mistakes that I made in my early career. And it's just like you could be better, man. Like you're good at this. Stop being me. Don't be <laughs> fucking me, please. Yeah. So yeah, so maybe that is why we uh, we ended up gelling pretty well because we're like, oh, we have similar personalities, and and sometimes I don't like myself, and that's why I don't like you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, there's a few that have definitely held up. Like I always hated Z Bar, and I still hate Z Bar, well, so it, it works. Well, it's because you're a good judge of character, and he's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. So that, it all comes around, but yeah, but yeah, man, it it. It became more of a life thing to me. You know, it went from me being a fan of wrestling and whether I like this guy's moves or I like this guy's performance or his look or his whatever. And then it just became like, who can I talk to as an actual man? And like, there's only a handful of those. And, yeah, and you're one of true. those guys that I enjoy talking to on a regular basis. So, well, thanks, man. I appreciate the, uh, you know, the vote of confidence in my manhood because I, I definitely need that once in a while. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, I, so, and I think social media has like made it so that fans can get to know all talents better than just what they see on a screen or uh, in a wrestling ring or on a stage anywhere. You tend to 
see people's views you see how they are with their family uh what what types of members of society they are mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean so you can you can gauge it a little bit better than the 10 15 minutes you see them performing or whatever yeah and and again like i said so so many of the things that i've been able to observe you do i'm like well you know this dude admittedly was a fuck up and got his shit together and ha has a lot that people should ad admire about him in the grand picture you've got your shit together more than 99.9% .9 of fucking people so like why you know why shouldn't that be revered so um but yeah man like i said just to drive that point home thanks for doing all you do man it's it's been a big inspiration to me and hopefully a lot of people i i know uh you recently just touched on uh russell that had passed uh yeah. you said he got clean because of you yeah that that's incredible to me it's it's amazing. It's amazing. It is, but it, yeah, it's 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 completely you know fine. I mean, I I'm alright with you know hearing that and everything, but it's it's just it was amazing to me because this is a guy from you know Chicago area um, that I, I never met in my life, and it's only through my podcast and me being a jerk off and talking right. my shit yeah. that he suddenly something hit a nerve with him, and suddenly he he wanted to turn things around in his life that I I had no part of. I it just. And it, it just, it hit me real hard because it was like, dude, like, I can't imagine someone from across the country making an impact on, like, what I'm doing today. And to know that I did that for someone without even attempting to, like, that's, that's amazing. And I, I mean, I, I hope that I make some kind of impact on people that way, but I'm really not going out of my way to do it. I'm just kind of being me. <laughs> right, right, and if right. you want to draw from it, please, please do. Sure, sure. And I mean, certainly, too, that's where I'm at with this. Uh, as much as I want this podcast to sort of take off in a way that I can maybe make a living doing it, that would be fantastic because I enjoy doing well, it. you're burning that bridge tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Driving to Jersey and <laughs> talking <laughs> to guys like me. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, and, and, it's and all over. And you, you have fucking Jay on. You just basically jinxed your shit. Yeah, my condolences. Sh shot yourself in the fucking foot already. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thoughts man. Thoughts and like, prayers. <laughs> yeah, thoughts and prayers go a long way, folks. <laughs> Keep that shit up. Yeah, share that. Make sure you share it. It'll make everything better. But yeah, man, like I, I would love for this to become something, uh, you know, like that, and and say that I have that type of reach. And, and certainly, this is, as I've mentioned before, I I want my guests to get something out of this. I want to get something out of it. I want a new perspective. I want anybody else listening to to get uh, a perspective on something. Maybe they didn't understand. Maybe they're struggling with it. Maybe they. They need to just hear that thing to turn that corner for them, you know. But um, this is something everybody needs. I, I think that there's too much uh, anger and frustration in the world. And I think everybody is uh, just has a lot of personal demons that they're not dealing with. And it's not always a drug. It's not always something like that. Maybe it's just you're unhappy and you're not taking the steps to be more happy. So, like, uh, hopefully your podcast, my podcast... The, the use of the fucking internet and social media where we got to try to fight through this man because otherwise we're fucked we, like if we don't if we can't wake people up to you know the stupid shit that they do whether it's you know mistreatment of animals themselves mm -hmm. and, and that's really the two things that we've really touched on here is like taking care of yourself so that you can be the best you and, and in you know uh, taking care of the world around you and sometimes that means animals that you may consider insignificant you know, because it's just going to continue to be a problem otherwise. Sure. But at the same time, you need job security, so. 
but you'd rather you'd rather the world be a, a better place. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I don't think I'm in any risk of losing the job anytime soon because I mean we can cut the population in in a in half more than half and we'd still have jobs. I'd still be one of the people that that works. Maybe it'd be less people at the job, but yeah. I'd be one of them. Yeah, so, yeah, without a doubt. And that, and that's awesome, man. I'm I'm glad that you've been able to do that, and hopefully again this encourages more people to figure out the best way that you can pursue your passion uh and, and put your stamp on the world doing so you know uh, yeah. i understand there's a lot of people out there that kind of just like the nine to five grind you know I, i've kind of found myself back doing that these last three weeks and i uh i want to die you know it's it's the worst fucking shit in the world mm. it's it's detention you know i so <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm working on a way to figure out a way around that yeah. but um uh one more time what was that website uh org. um so yeah just check that out um but another quick thing before oh I, yeah I, yeah no i'm not by no means taking it home i just wanted to get that out there again. yeah i want to repeat that always and often um but you know just how i focus on the animals this way uh after we get done doing this i'll bring you out show you the chickens oh, um, for sure i started off with the chicken thing um and uh, when I got chickens, I, you know, I said, oh, I want to get three chickens. And they call it chicken math. And before you know, you have 12 of them like I do. But um, so I got them from like a little, you know, farm over here. And then I was looking for more chickens for whatever reason, because I do everything extremely. Of course. And um, I found upon an egg farmer who was getting rid of their entire flock which was 30 plus whatever 40 chickens and it dawned on me and this was over an hour away but it dawned on me that these are more mostly just going to be sold off the slaughter these but, are one yeah. to two year old birds and they're just they're just done this is it and when i went there i never really saw anything like this i was never up in that that close area with that he was grabbing them by their feet with a hook and Jesus just like Christ. hooking their ankle and just like dragging them out. Like you want this one. And he was like, you know, th- th- there's plain Browns and there's Americanas. And I brought yeah. my kids and shit, yeah. you know, <laughs> they're like, daddy, what's he doing to the bird? I'm like, hey, you know, look, we're just going to make it good. We're going to make it all better. Like it's, <laughs> it's going to have a wonderful life. Good. And, uh, you can name them. You know what I mean? We, the kids are naming them. Yeah. It's going to be better. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that experience actually, too, when I got them, um, both Nina and Mary Jane, my oldest, um, they they gave up eating meat after that. Like, that oh, was wow. it. Sure. I didn't do that, but I mean, Understood. they did that. Sure, sure. I understand that. And they said, I, I can't imagine. Like, we just saw them like this, and this, this could have been them. I'm, I was worried about my son coming here today and showing him your chickens because, like, obviously when he, he eats a lot of chicken nuggets. Yeah. And, and he's not an idiot. So, like, I'm worried that he's going to make the association and be like, why do we call these chicken nuggets? And I'm going to be like, well, <laughs> those guys, <laughs> yeah. That's them. So, and, um, and he'll be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's rough putting a face, but I, I can never yeah. eat my own it's animals. The, There's no way. No, I, I eat meat, but nope. not something I've met. You're a, spe- you're a special person if you can raise, kill animals, and eat them. I think. I mean, especially. I'm sure. Them. I'm sure if I was raised around it, it would be a different story. But yeah. the idea of like raising something, giving a shit about it, and then eating it is weird. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Crazy. But I get it. It's how we're still here. Um. Yeah. So um. So I took home. I want to say four, and then I just like got in my head. I was like, I could have saved more. I could have taken. So I went back the next week. I hit him up. How many? You still got birds left? <laughs> it's like, yeah. And he's even like, you drove an hour and a half just for a couple chickens. And I'm like, 
Yeah. I sure did. I heard, um, and this applies to the shelter life, this applies to the chicken thing, and I, and I heard it was some kind of story where a woman was walking on a beach, and the beach was covered in, in um, um, starfish, and they were going to die. They were going to bake in the sun and die, and she was throwing them back in the ocean, and someone walked up to her and said, you're never going to save all these starfish. Right, right, What's right. the purpose of any of this? Yeah. She said, for every one that I throw back in the ocean, it's everything to them. Yeah. And it's that's not, not wrong. That's the mentality I had was like, I know I can't load my car with chickens and head back here. I'm going to have, a, you know, uh, they're going to haul them out of my yard next. Like, I can't care for that amount of chickens. Sure, but if sure. I go and save five more, those five are eating pumpkins and watermelon and mealworms and everything. I could spoil them within my yard like kings. And that wasn't even possible before I intervened. So yeah, you can make a difference one thing at a time. You can't solve everything. Yeah, and I think it just boils down to picking your battle, picking your fight, and what provides you personally with that reward uh, serum or center speaks to your uh, reward center. You know what I mean? And, you know, for some people that's raising money for uh, – the fucking march of dimes or you know whatever the fuck it is you know you you name it mm-hmm. uh what, what whatever humane charity that you're you're trying to help and and obviously for you and, and a lot of animal activists and things it's giving animals a chance and and how somebody could you know argue with that i i don't know but it's it's certainly a very commendable trait to uh just to even have the wherewithal to look at it that way because we've we've all probably walked past a, a suffering animal or something or you know somebody that we could have helped and it's just throw, throwing that fucking you know f- yeah. starfish back in the water sure throw throw the fucking starfish back in man like if you can why not yeah it's insignificant to a lot of people and that's what makes it that much more important of me doing what I do you know you'll you'll have so many people over 18 years you have a lot of shit employees at any job you're at but this holds so much more weight. And when you look around, you'd be like, yeah, I don't know how I keep working with these fucking people. And then you look at the animals and you go, without me, that's all you got is those fucking people. Sure. So you know what? Like, I got a reason to show up every day. I don't feel good. I don't this to that. Uh, and, you know, six days a week for 18 years is what I've been doing. You know, that's. Yeah. I mean, and again, that's that's not fucking easy either. I mean, yeah. six six days a week, and that that's always been your schedule for the yep. most part. Mm-hmm. You fucking savage. Every I, wrestling show I came to, I had to leave work early to come to the wrestling show right. to be off the next day. Yeah, and there, and there'd usually be a you know, wherever you were going to, there's probably a drive involved, an yeah. hour or more. You in most cases, you know. Yep. Fuck man, uh, yeah, that, those days aren't easy. You know, even even in doing stuff like this now, I, I talk about it all the time. Like, what a challenge it is! Like, I'm not working Saturdays anymore, but mm-hmm. we woke up in you know basically Hanover, where I live. So we drove two hours to my folks' house, hung out there for a little while, and then like another hour and fifteen here. And you know, when when you're approaching forty, as you know, the shit days are long. You know what I mean? You, yeah. just, you just don't have that fucking stamina or that brain power anymore. You know, but. It, it's it's all worth it, man. And like you said, it's the effort goes a long way, and uh, it, it's it's worth it to them, and it's worth it to you, mm-hmm. for sure. And again, uh, you know, the same way I said about the um, the addiction, the the training, all of that stuff. If you have any animal questions along the line? You know, any 
animal stuff, especially cat stuff. I, I have 18 years of experience. I am more than happy to, to help. You know, I'll criticize someone just same way. I'll criticize someone feeding them shit cat food. But if you hit me up and say, dude, it, you know, I'd really like to treat my cat the best I can. What do I do? I, I'll give you all the advice in the world. I'll tell you what I can. Uh, if you need help, if you're working in a shelter and you need help trying to get these cats to come around to give them a chance, I, I got a million tips for you. I'm actually going to start doing like a YouTube channel with like advice for cats and stuff. But yeah, that's right. Yeah, until I do that, that I <laughs> can't really plug it. <laughs> right, right, right. Procrastinating. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely keep your eyes peeled uh, for, for JCat's cat channel. Do you have any sort of fun or witty names picked out yet? Nah, or? I thought about like the cat post and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, you know, I don't know yeah. if that's probably taken. I, I got to. Uh, yeah. Pod, podcasts. Something weird like that. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be a podcast. It'd be like a YouTube po- channel. Though. But no, but podcasts. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not a good idea. We're just going to throw that one in the fucking <laughs> trash. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, as soon as you do uh, establish that, uh, certainly I'll be putting it over and sharing that for you. Sure. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have you back on to talk about it. And sure. Do all that wonderful shit. Yeah, man. But uh, was there were there any closing uh, statements in regard to cat life, shelter life? I think that's pretty much it. I got like a million stories and stuff, but uh, yeah, I just I just want to get out a little bit of what I do and you know the the significance of it and the difference you can make just one person, one cat, one animal of any sort at a time, because it means the world to that specific animal. Like it doesn't it doesn't solve the the grand problem, but you can't do that. And the same thing goes for anything in your life. You can look at a, you know, a yard that's an enormous mess. You start off with this corner and you knock that corner out. You know, if you keep doing little things like that, it makes a big difference in the end. You look at the whole yard and be like, I'm never getting this done. And then oh, you yeah. just bail on it. Yeah, it's easy to get overwhelmed. And, I mean, I, I do this a lot, but as people say things, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I do. Like, I, I quickly get overwhelmed at a at a, a, a mountain in front of you. When you just have to start to climb it, just just start to climb the fucking thing, and next yeah. thing you know, you're halfway up. Like you yeah. said, oh, I'm halfway up. You only got another half to go, yeah. and then and then it's all fucking downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. Uh, but no, seriously, thanks again, man. I appreciate you talking about these things, uh, opening up your home to me and my family, having me over and everything. And and just one more time, man. Th- thanks for all that you do and and inspiring me to get to this point. And I mean that legitimately, man. Like you were a, a big help in kicking my ass and uh, getting this started and getting the ball rolling, man. So thanks for that. I really appreciate that. And uh, overall, I this means the world to me. You know, I I, I do a podcast. I, it's easy to get people on and talk shit about wrestling or just want to be part of whatever random shit talk I do. But for someone to legitimately be interested in who I am and what I do as a person, it, it means the world to me. It's it's very surreal to have that type of thing happen if someone actually travel to your house to want to talk to you about what, what your <laughs> life is, like right. what your actual function in life is, not just like, Hey, DJ's a dick, isn't he? Like, we all know DJ's <laughs> yeah, a dick. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. how many times are we going to do this? Yeah, but right, right. Yeah, th- we, don't, we don't need that much content on that anymore. Yeah. Mess I mean, the we'll, words out. Yeah, that, we'll, we'll get back to that. Don't worry, guys. You won't miss it for too long. But Yeah, and especially somebody that you used to shit on like me all the time to take interest in you. you know? Yeah, <laughs> even more surreal. A guy who at one point I was like, fuck you. And, and I said, like, you know, hey, uh, you fucking headbutted that fan. Little did I know that I'd hate that fucking fan more than half the people in the wrestling business. <laughs> so like, yeah, why don't you try that shit with me? You're like, 
hey, and there was a message exchange with us, and you were like, yeah, how about I do? I'll call you out right now on that, bud. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like... Oh, that was an empty thread also, by the way. Like, totally probably I mean, empty thread. I saw you like three weeks later, and nothing yeah, happened. It yeah, was fine. Yeah, I didn't challenge yeah, you either, yeah, so yeah, it wasn't yeah, like okay. I followed up. Yeah. Good but, on uh, us. Good on us. Yeah. But I mean, it, it was at that level where there was definitely no love. And, you know, to come full circle like this as, as two adults and actually be like, you know, fuck, I don't want to hear about what you're about. Yeah. And that's that's just fucking awesome to me. I really, really appreciate it, man. I can't yeah, thank man. you enough. Yes, sir. You got it, man. And, and let that be a lesson to everybody. You know, pe- people can disagree and then still kind of get along. I, I'm not saying, obviously, you can disagree and then be best friends. But, you know, this is this is a rare scenario we're talking about. But, hey, you don't people are not now or ever going to fucking agree on everything, no matter what it is. So uh, uh, just don't hurt anybody and, and do the best you can. Yeah. Unless you see a guy headbutt a guy. Yeah. Follow up and headbutt him as well, because it could be the next Brett Lauderdale. And we just want to take care of that right now. Yeah. Finish the job and <laughs> yeah. kill the fucking person. Yeah. Hey. think that was unwarranted, and then follow up. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to end it there, folks. We'll talk to you soon. Everybody be good. Peace.